Welcome to the Real Deal Truth About Trucking. We discuss opinions, tips, tricks, anything and everything about trucking and life on the road. What's going on everybody? Episode 4. We're excited. We just uh, got our emails and stuff and we are available now on iTunes and Google Play Store so you can search the real deal truth about trucking and look under the podcast section and we're on Google Play Store and iTunes so we're very excited um today I want to talk to you guys about uh trucking and how it affects the home life you know your wife or significant other or children um you know this is a this is a big deal and it's a lot of subjects a lot of truck drivers don't want to touch on or talk about but it's very important um you know when i started trucking uh i knew nothing at all about driving a truck you know my uncle owned a trucking company and it was a gravel business i'd been around trucks a very little bit in my life and uh I actually drove a couple of bean trucks and stuff for my uncle, but as far as driving over the road or even local, you know, I had no clue about the, about the trucking world. And, uh, I actually had a job and I lost my job. So I decided to get into truck driving and, um, <clears throat> I started out with a hot shot. I knew nothing about it. You know, I took my CDL test and I passed it and we was fortunate enough to have credit where we was able to buy a one ton pickup and a 40 foot, uh, flatbed gooseneck trailer. And we started with that and it was tough. I mean, to be honest with you, we didn't have any money at all when we first started trucking. So nobody ever give us anything. We learned a lot through the the hard times and we learned a lot of very valuable lessons and we made a lot of mistakes you know some of the things we did may not have been the right way but it's the only way that we knew how to do it you know but anyway i started out in a hot shot um run a hot shot for a pretty good while when i first started hot shot and i was running five thousand miles a week every single week and um I saved enough money that we was able to put a down payment down on a big truck. And I bought a wore out international 9,400 that we refer to it as old blue. Um, you'll hear more later on, you know, in our, in our podcast, if you decide to listen in about some of the struggles that we had with old blue and, and, uh, a lot of hard, hard lessons learned in there. But anyway, um, you know, we, we, we bought our own truck. We bought our own trailer. was leased on to a guy. Um, well, just prior to that, before we bought Old Blue, I'm sorry, I need to back up a little bit. I actually drove for another guy driving his truck. And uh, then we bought we bought Old Blue in, in a reefer unit and started with leased on to a guy. And uh, we'd done that for a while, and we decided to get our own authority, and we got our own authority, and then we opened up our own trucking company, and we grew to a pretty pretty good-sized fleet, and um, you know, I'm real proud of where we are now versus where we came from, so we'll walk you through the whole circle of life as far as we know it in trucking, and, 
and can tell you about some of the mistakes we made where if you decide to go down that same path, maybe it'll help you out. But anyway, in today's episode, like I say, I wanted to talk about um, the, the family side of trucking. And I've got probably the most special guest on earth. Um, I've got a very, 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 very supportive wife. Um, her name is Shiloh, and she's sitting in here today, and she's going to talk kind of about her side and about some of the struggles and the the challenges that we faced on the road and what we had to do to kind of overcome them. And maybe, you know, you guys may can pick up some stuff on it or you may, you know, it may relate to some of the things that you guys are, are going through. But anyway, the first topic I want to discuss is the misconceptions to the wife or significant other when a guy takes a job driving a truck, you know, what he, uh, you know, what she thinks is going to be versus what really is going to be there. So I'm going to let Shiloh take it and, and tell her side of the story. Okay. Well, hey, y'all. I'm sure y'all are here for me a lot later. Um, as far as misconceptions to the wife, before we talk about anything that we've got outlined for the day, um, first of all, just like anything else in life, there's so many different types of people. There are different types of men and different types of women. And just like at a job or in a relationship, you've got people that give, you've got people that take, um, lots of different people, lots of different personalities. This is just how we kind of, I guess you'd say, g-haul together and how we work together. <clears throat> and then I'll also talk about some of the other possibilities, but... As far as misconceptions, at the time, we really were desperate for pretty much anything. We were having to sort of do a complete 180 as far as what direction he was going to go. Um, we decided, you know, we've got bad times and what are we going to do? And he was home and he was thinking, you know, what are we going to do? And I said, well... Before you do anything, stop and think, and you can take time to think about it. You know, if when you were working in this previous position and, you know, you're sitting there under a mountain of paperwork and tons of things to do, what do you wish you could be doing instead? What is the one thing you wish if it weren't for 401ks and retirement and all these things, what would you like to do? What is your dream or what was your dream as a child? And he said he wanted to try being a truck driver just like his uncle. And I said, well, if that's what you want to do, then that's what we're going to do. Um, I definitely thought it would be different. Of course, over the road versus um, some little short hop local stuff is totally different, completely different. But you're going to have a better chance of getting a job with something that's going to be over the road if you're going to do that, which, you know, we decided to do flatbed for a little while. And I'm going to tell you that is the hardest thing that a body and a mind can go through is for a man to have to do work and drive as a hotshot driver and and we'll talk about that too but you know when you think about that you're thinking okay well he's gonna eat and he's gonna sleep and it's just going to be he's gonna get up every day and he's going to you know drive a few miles and then he's gonna get that delivered and then he'll get a break doesn't work that way <clears throat> those are the biggest misconceptions pretty much anybody could have with a truck driver First of all, there's not going to be enough money for a hotel. When you think of a hotel, 
every single night and how much money even some little cockroach rat trap costs there's no way you can afford that on a truck driver's salary there's just no way you can't do that these men or women i mean they're both out there they go 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 it's sometimes day sometimes night sometimes you know you hear about the mailman the rain sleet snow and hail well your truck drivers are a whole lot worse than that and and you think it's not going to be that bad for them it's all in what you make it and from there it's you know kind of how you handle it from home and how he handles it from there and there's a lot of give and take and a lot of working together so my biggest misconception is oh it's not going to be that bad you're going to get breaks you know you're going to get rest and you're going to get showers and you get to be clean and you see these poor fellows come home dirty and exhausted and you know they are literally a shell of themselves before they get started it's hard life but most every man that I know that's done it is either they've had a dad or a granddad that was a trucker they've lived that life or they want the freedom or they just need the money they want to take care of their family and they want to pay their bills it's simple as that you know trucking um it's it's not only hard on the driver, you know, like she was mentioning with the hot shots, you know, I thought maybe I could get a motel every now and then, but, you know, it was tough trying to sleep in a pickup. You know, we actually removed the front seat and made a bed, you know, on the passenger side, but you can't stretch out. I mean, it was a miserable life, but I had to do it, you know, because I knew what my goals were and, um, you know, I had the support from her at home each week to, you know, keep pushing on. I mean... I put so many miles on my truck every single week. I was changing my oil every Saturday. Um, you know, I would go every two, three weeks, and I'd have to change my transmission and my transmission fluid, and I'd change my rear end like every month and a half. Uh, you know, I was going through steer tires and drive tires like crazy. But, you know, I knew where my goal was, and I knew what battles we'd kind of have to fight along the way. And, you know, she was right there with me and supported me, and, and we made it through it. And, you know, I'm glad I did, you know, because my ultimate goal was to own a truck, you know, and a trailer. You know, and, of course, we, we got that, and then we moved our goal a little higher, you know, to own our own trucking company and stuff. So, anyway, trucking is not only hard on the driver, it's really hard on the family that he leaves behind each week. And, um... I'd kind of like for her to talk about, you know, the transition from having a regular job at a regular place, whether it be a factory or a store or construction or whatever you may do prior to being a truck driver, just talking about how, you know, the wife or girlfriend or family has to adjust, you know, to, to, um, to you being gone. Well, and, and I'm not just going to talk on my experience with us. Um, I'm going to be very frank. This is the real deal truth. So, um, I work in my full-time job, my regular job. I work where I see a lot of truck drivers. I hear a lot of their stories. I hear the ups and the downs and the really, really bad. But um, you've got so many different personalities, so many different kinds of people at home. You know, first of all, you've got maybe the wife or the significant other that um 
you know, that's your soulmate. That's your partner in everything. You know, y'all keep on track with each other. And she genuinely misses you when you're gone. You've got the woman that panics about every single thing, the least little thing that drops. It's it's a horrible disaster, and you need to be home, and why aren't you home? You've got the woman that just bawls and cries, why aren't you home? You know, you've got the one that wants to keep you out all the time and run 10,000 miles a week so that it's just raining money, you know, constantly. And then you've got the ones, you know, sad to say, but we're all going to acknowledge it. You've got the ones that don't really care. You know, they want the money that you're going to bring home or they want to spend the money that you're going to bring home. You've, you've got lots of situations. I would definitely encourage you, if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If you find out that that's what's going on, you know, you may need to rethink what's going on. And uh, if you're putting 110% in, you know, that's all you can do. And uh, I, I would hope everybody can have the kind of relationship that we have because we've both been through other situations and we both, you know, promised ourselves um, and each other that, that, you know, we are going to put 110% in. We're going to make sure that, that we relate that to each other all the time. So, um, transitioning, I'm going to tell you, it was really hard. Um, he had a job that at first he was, he was working during the day and that was great. We actually rode to work together every day. We ate lunch together every day. We rode home together every day. And then it changed to he worked nights for quite a while. And, um, you know, I was always there with him. If I was, if, if I was home with the kids, um, you know, and he was trying to sleep, kept everybody quiet. We did stuff, you know. We would go to town and get errands done. We'd get dinners started, things like that. And I just thought that him being... Um, Gone at night was really hard, um, and I had a hard time dealing with it. But when he leaves out in that truck, and he's gone for a week, or in some cases for some people two weeks, three weeks, you know, a really long time, there's a lot that's fixing to fall in your lap. Um, besides the fact that you're worried about him, because there's so much that that you, you start thinking up in your mind that can happen to him, all these awful things, you can't think about that. Um, one of my biggest jobs I know is your attitude is contagious. It's just like an illness. Um, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. And when you're down and mopey and sad and mad all the time talking to him on the phone, that's going to relate over to him. And that's going to, you know, hurt his day. That's going to hurt how things are going. Um, I try to make sure I've always been upbeat and positive. Now, there are some times because he is my rock and I'm his, you know, I'm going to lean on him for stuff, but it is what it is. And, and the transition is hard. I know I have had a, a body pillow before that I have sprayed with his cologne and uh, snuggled up against or just anything to try to keep in line what we were used to doing on a normal daily basis and um the transition's hard you do get used to it you really do get used to it it just takes time with anything else you know along with just being gone you know missing you know your family or whatever and and you know a, a guy can kind of 
walk out the door, you know, and, and go to work, but mom's still at home. She's still got the kids, you know, and, and we have a cattle farm too. We had a cattle farm prior to, to me ever getting into trucking. So, you know, the workload that I put on her was, was quadruple, you know, of, of, of if I was still at home, you know, because you still got hay to put out. You still have to make sure the cows were watered. In the wintertime, you'd have to make sure the, the lake was busted. I mean, it's just a lot of work. And um, that's, you know, that's just breaking the iceberg of, of what she's having to face. And, and I want her to talk about the extra workload that got kind of dropped in her lap, you know, that we never even thought about once once I left to go on the road. Well, yeah, he did. <laughs> and a lot of old time truckers, you know, they would they would tell me um, they had no idea what was going on at home or what other things um, were left for me besides just being a trucker's wife. And they said, oh, you're going to have to suck it up. And you're really going to have to, you know, support him and you're gonna have to be there for him you have to do this and you're gonna have to do that and all these things were up to me they weren't realizing that all these other things actually were up to me at home and it is true what they say also you know for somebody to be out on the road completely by themselves all those hours of the day just listening to a cb is not going to help you listen to that long enough or you listen to the radio long enough or talk on the phone long enough you're going to be sick of all that you need a genuine voice or a person just to talk to or sit beside you so you feel sane (laughs) i will tell you that but the extra workload you know sometimes it can be overwhelming um, if you've got kids or if you've got family that you normally do things with, sometimes you can kind of, you know, make a little bit of, uh, I don't know, some kind of fun out of it with kids. Um, you know, feeding the cows, things like that. Um, I know it, it helps to be able to, to get the kids to do things like that sometimes in the parts that they can do. That takes a lot off of you, but, um... There is a lot to do, and the best thing I can tell you to do is to pace yourself, to learn how to kind of organize your day or manage your time as best as possible, and do the big things first, and it's it's the most important things, because when you boil it all down, this is life. God only gives you one of them, and you need to make the very most of it so if it comes down to it you need to do the very most important things that you have to do whether it be taking care of your family spending time with your kids bonding with your kids cook and do anything you can with your kids it's very important but you can take that time and kind of smooth all that out and if you do it with somebody that you appreciate or that appreciates you it makes it a lot easier um you know, as far as workloads, you also have to, you know, handle a lot of issues because you're the head of the household now. Um, got issues with kids and money and bills and, you know, just regular activities with the kids and family and, and just your relationship between the two of you. Um, 
kids will there will always be an issue with kids there's always something and um if you have maybe some bonus children but you know you've got some blended families you've got some exes you've got oh my word just the ifs ands and buts that you can throw in there you know you throw in some kids and some dogs and some exes and you've really got something going on um kids it's uh you know i think it's important even if when he's on the road, we talk about all the things with the kids. The kids get a chance to talk to me. Maybe even if I know if you know when he's gonna be up, um, he always tells me when you know he's got to be unloaded or when he's got to load or when he's gonna get up and drive somewhere. If it's late at night, he'll send me an email so it doesn't wake me up. You know that's really thinking about me, and I think that's really sweet that he thinks of it that way. But he's keeping me abreast of. of times and things that you know will work and take advantage of those times to talk to them um for the kids just to you know not ramble or you know if, if he's driving in traffic he's gonna be in an area that's that's really difficult to get in and out of um you know you wouldn't want to be on the phone with them but let the kids talk to them let them tell them about their day or take a picture of um some work they did at school drawings things like that shoot them to him over the cell phone let them talk about it a little bit later that makes the kids feel important they're still sharing things with him um and you've still got some bonding and things like that that you still get to do um we make sure when he's home that you know we go out to eat or we go to the park we do lots of things with them um so that they're getting to make up some of that time Money and bills, I'm going to tell you, these men and women are out there sacrificing themselves, really, for money so that you can pay these bills. And I think it's it's very sad to know that I have sat down and talked to some drivers. You know, they're killing themselves, and they're out for two and three weeks at a time, and they get home, and there's nothing in their checking accounts. Not at our company. No, not, not, at, our not company, at our company. Not at our company, at other companies. Where I, where I work, um, I see that all the time, and it is heartbreaking to see, you know, this man, how am I going to pay my bills, you know, or... You know, besides having a, a wife or a girlfriend at home that's, you know, made off with a lot of the money each week, they've still maybe helping take care of their mom, paying her car payment or her insurance or, you know, helping her out. And it's just really sad. Um, I tried not to talk a lot about money and bills unless it was a, you know, a, a dire situation. Um, it's something that we we really do need to talk about and you know sometimes that's part of being you know a couple that's taking a little off of me too being able when it's something that's really stressing me out to be able to talk to him about it you know i hate to do it and i hate to bring him down with it or give him bad energy or you know something else to worry about on the road because that was a concern of mine too but when it's bad enough we do need to share it and we do need to both know about it um activities with family i'm gonna tell you what i don't know what it is they just think family thinks that you well why can't he just be here well he's driving a truck 
you know, this is, he has loads that he has to do. He's committed to this. And, you know, people want to give you attitude. People want to think that you're just choosing this just to be out and not have to do anything with family. And that is farthest from the truth. There are some men that enjoy being out there. They love that freedom. They don't really have to answer to anybody. They love the peace and quiet. But uh, I think for the most part, those men would much rather be at home and be at a birthday party or a family reunion. Um, the relationships uh, with a husband and wife are very, very important. And it, it, I'm going to tell you, it is super difficult to keep a relationship going when somebody's on the road. Because sometimes text or a voice text anything it's so hard to actually get the meaning behind that and you want to talk about misconstrued and can cause some fights just putting something <laughs> in a text and it being taken the wrong way because i could mean it one way and he may be in a foul mood because of traffic somewhere and him read it a completely different way um so Text is not the best way to handle conflict or an issue or anything like that. Make sure, <coughs> excuse me, make sure if you're talking about something, y'all are trying to solve some issues, um, let's use the headset and let's call and talk about it um, if it's a good time. Because text is, you don't need to be texting and driving, um, which he could be sitting in the bunk, but still, you need to talk Put a voice about it. it. Put a voice behind <laughs> it. You definitely don't text issues, okay? That is just not the right thing. But but you have to have a lot of empathy and you have to have a lot of understanding. They're tired. Um, they've not gotten a lot of sleep. They may not have even gotten to brush their teeth for two or three days. They definitely probably have not had a shower for two or three or four days. You know, loading and unloading, you don't you don't think, well, they've got an appointment. Well, appointments don't mean anything out there, okay? They do it the way they want to do it when they're trying to load them. It's, it's just, it's very stressful for them. And luckily, because we owned our own company, we had um, the benefit that I could ride with him, and that makes a big difference, too, for me to be able to ride with him and go out there with him, and I see what it's like. Um, that, that makes a huge difference in understanding when you're actually out there, and, and you do it, and you live it, and you experience it with him. You know, another thing, guys, <clears throat> you know, we bust our butts, you know, all week long. All, all of our guys are home. We try to get every dri every single driver home if at all possible, every Friday night. And uh, the reason why we do that is because I've been there, I've done that, I know what it's like to be away from your family on the weekends when you got kids at home and, you know, the wife's out, of, you know, she's off work or whatever. So we really try to get our kids, or uh, you know, I call them kids, that, you know, we look at our whole trucking company as a family. Like, none of these guys are drivers to us, you know. Um, I've got some guys that's, that's been in the trucking industry longer than I've been alive. And, you know, we love each one of our drivers just like family, and we treat them like family. Um, you know, if, if they got issues, I mean, hell, sometimes I'm a counselor. You know, they'll call, and, and we'll just talk about some issues that they're having, you know. And, and, and I've got one guy that's his son's going through some surgeries, and, you know, he may work one day this week. He may work two days this week, whatever, you know. But we, we support our drivers. You know, they're, they're very important. We wouldn't be where we're at without our drivers. And more companies need to look at it that way. You know, it's sad when you become a number 
you know, you're a human being with a heart and a brain and, and you're, you're selling your time, you know, sit behind that wheel. That's what you're doing. You're selling your time to the guy you work for, you know, and, and we, we, we take value in that, you know, that's important that you're selling your life, you know, you're selling, you know, 40 hours, 80 hours, 60 hours a week, whatever you run, you're selling that part of your life to me. And that's how we look at it. You know, and one of the things I want to touch on is home time, how to make the most home time that you have with your family. You know, um, there's things as truck drivers, you know, you have to do when you get home to make sure that you're ready to go Sunday night again or Monday morning or whatever day you leave out. You know, and, and a lot of times your family don't take that in consideration, you know, and I'd like for Shy to talk about some of that stuff, you know, just like the things that ex- is expected of you through their eyes as a husband or dad. Even though you're tired as hell, you've been up all week long and you want to lay around on the couch, you know, but you can't. You've still got your normal household chores to do and you still have to make time for the yard work and and whatever else comes up, you know, but this is all stuff that's kind of thrown back in the wife's lap or your significant other that they have to deal with, you know, and it's, we see it as one way because we've been working all week and they see it as another way because we're home for the weekend, so... Well, I, I mean, I know, excuse me, that there are wives out there that probably have this big, long honeydew list and all these things. As soon as you get in the door, it's pretty much with any job. You feel like as soon as you get a day off, there's all these people pulling on you, tugging on you. You got this big list. They're waving in your face and things that they want done. Um, and and you do have to, you know, again, just like with, with bills and other issues that, you, that we handle, you have to prioritize um, you have to figure out what's going to be the most important. And I think it's the wife's place to also make sure that, that they understand, you know, they're not expecting too much. And I don't think we should expect too much from them. They wear their bodies out um, all week. So um, the kids, of course, they're going to want attention. They're going to show them this and that. Um, but then also you've got kids that they want to go spend the night with their buddies. You know, they don't want to be at home they, or they want to hide in their room and play video games. You know, once they get to a certain age, you know, you're pretty much nobody. But um, it's important to make sit everybody down and have some family time, whether it's going out to eat or cooking a meal at home. Y'all doing a few little family things together, you know, play cornhole. I mean, shoot something, do something together. Y'all need that. The whole family needs that. But on top of that, you know, I knew when he got home, when he pulled in, I'm going to have laundry to wash, and I want to make sure I have everything together. I want to make sure I've got good-smelling laundry detergent and things that smell like home. Um, a lot of times I would clean out his truck and scrub it down real good and sanitize it and make sure that smelled nice. Wash his sheets. You know, I want to make sure he knows he's loved and he's taken care of and for when he does get ready to go back out on the road. Um, I would ask for him to help me with a few small things, but I will be honest with you. I think our, um, yard pretty much got chest high. Because I didn't want him to feel like, you know, he's busted his hump all week long and done without. And then he's going to come home and have a bunch more to do. I would rather spend time with him um, than have him do a bunch of stuff and have a, a perfectly manicured yard and things like that. Which we're fortunate. We live out in the country and most people can't see our yard. So, um, it was not an embarrassment to the church or the you know, the neighbors down the road or anything like that. And, um, I, I felt like, um, 
I didn't want him to do that. I would rather spend the time with him. So, you know, um, getting ready to go back out on the roads, you know, it's important. You got to make sure you got everything you need for the week. You got to make sure you have everything packed, you know, because once you leave and you're on the road, it ain't like you can just run back home and grab your stuff, you know. So you have to, you know, take some time, make sure you get everything together. You know, and that's that's a thing that she really helped me with. You know, she kind of knew what I needed and, and made sure that I had all the essentials that I had to have and, and everything was packed and loaded and kind of kind of put in its place, you know, before we ever left, you know. And, and she did a lot of things that helped make the week go smoother just by the way she kind of helped pack my bags and stuff, you know. And like I say, the support I got from her was was more valuable than anything. You know, there's there's nothing you can buy at a truck stop or nothing you can rent or lease on the road or however you want to look at it. It's going to help your week go by any better than having that support, you know, from your wife or girlfriend or whatever. Those are things that are, that are invaluable. You know, they're priceless, to be honest with you. You know, and it was, it was tough on the family every week when I was getting ready to leave. You know, not only because of her, she knew she was having to face all this crap alone next week by herself with no help. You know, it was rough on the kids too, you know, and and the kids take advantage of it, you know. Well, daddy's not here. I don't have to listen to your shit. Whatever. <laughs> you know, mama's in charge. You know, she's she's the head head knocker around here, you know. Whatever she says goes, you know, and, and it took a little transition for all of that to get going, you know, and um another thing, you know, it's we get stressed out driving on the road, you know. We're pissed off because some lumper has done lied to us. Some dumbass has done put us on the wrong door. And by the time you crawl back in the bunk to try to take a nap because you're about dead, they come beating on the door and want you to move to another door. Or somebody's going to cut you off to Fuel Island. Or you're going to fight traffic or a wreck or road construction or even dealing with the DOT. You know, I mean, things that hang you up when you're already kind of pushing the limit on what you can do. You know, it puts us in a bad mood. And when we call or they call you and, you know, that bad mood plays to the wife just like when she's in a bad mood or, you know, is kind of upset about something, it kind of adds stress to your day. Well, it's the same way on the other end of the phone. You know, I mean, I've had some shitty days, guys. I mean, God, it was <laughs> shitty. Like a box of Pampers could not clean up the mess that I was having to fight in my brain. I mean, it was some shitty, shitty days, but you know, I was able to overcome it, but it took me a while when I, especially when I was in a hot shot, man, I'd be so stressed out and pissed off because I'm trying to run 5,000 miles a week or so just so I can have a good check, you know, and, and I'm fighting the small fuel tanks that I was having to deal with and the weight issues and just all the crap that goes along with hot shot and not having enough room to sleep in a truck, you know, and I would be in a pissy mood like. It would be bad. It would be really bad, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would be. You know, and I would call or she would call me and it was just like she ate the ass end of that cow. Like she took, you know, the, she had to eat all the stress that was coming out of me through my day. And, I, you know, after I get off the phone with her, I'm like, damn, you know, like I'm driving, you have so much time to think your brain's running a million miles a minute. You know, I think, why in the hell did I do that? You know, I shouldn't have done it. It's not her fault. You know, she's still supportive, you know, of me. And, I mean, you have to take that in consideration 
when you're talking to them, you know, when they call you on the phone, they don't have a damn clue that the DOT just tried to bend you over the bumper back there. You know, they don't have a clue, you know, that, that you've waited in line to get in the fuel island and some jackass cuts you off and gets in the pump in front of you. And then you don't even pump fuel. He goes inside to use the bathroom or whatever the hell he's doing. You know, they don't understand. They're not sitting in the seat with you, so they don't see what you're facing. So it's important to remember, you know, it's not their fault. So, I mean, it's good to vent to them, but, you know, you have to know, you have to understand that that stress that you're putting through that phone is something that they're having to mentally deal with, you know, because it's, it's been bad. Like, Shy has answered the phone, or I have answered the phone when she called me, and it was bad. You know, just, it was a terrible conversation. That would be sometimes when I could hear it in your voice, I'm like, I'm going to call you back later. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we'd just hang up, and then you could text me later when you've gotten parked up, and you can talk, and you're ready to, to talk. But um, I know, and I'm not going to hurt y'all's feelings, but it's the truth, and I think y'all know it. Truckers can complain, and they can gripe, and and. If, if you have a trucker out there somewhere, what your job is, I'm not being ugly, this is your job. If you want to stay with them and, and, and you want to make them happy and you want to have a good relationship with this trucker is be nice, be positive when you talk to them, and you can just bite that tongue all you want to as long as they're talking. Just listen to them because you get to thinking about it. If it were you and you're sitting out there riding down the road hours and hours and hours and days and weeks at a time completely by yourself for the most part, you need to tell somebody something. I mean, just when you do, you know, when something happens and you could, you know, call up somebody really quick and say, you're not going to believe this. You know, sometimes they can't do that or, you know, everybody's asleep. They can't talk to, you know, somebody, but... I, I want to say that's one of the, the best things that you can do is to be understanding, have really good communication, talk to them. And I'm going to tell you, when they're ugly and they're acting ass, you just need to say, look, you're, I understand you're having a really bad day and I'm sorry about that. And I love you very much, but right now I think it would be best if we don't talk. <laughs> and, and I will talk to you at another time. Um, I'm a very, very sensitive person, and sometimes it just destroys me to think that I have upset him or made him mad, and I just have to tell myself, you've got to understand, he's having a rough week. He's having, you know, he's driving hard. He's, you know, tired. He's had a lot of issues. This and that's going on, and I have to understand that. That's a big thing. We've got to talk, and he has to know if I'm upset about something, but I don't have to tear him up about it because he's having... That's a rough job. It is a good job. It can be a good job. You can make good money at it. Your family can prosper from it, but there are things that everybody is responsible for to keep it all going. It's not you're going to sit your fat tail on the couch and let him go out there and, you know, kill himself and you're just going to use all the money to give to your buddies and your friends and go spend it. And, you know, that's not, that's not the kind of relationship to have. And I think we all work hard. You know, when, when he used to come home, 
<laughs> we all kind of dreaded it, but we looked forward to it at the same time because when he got home, we got to see him. When he came home, we all went out to eat. The boys love that. But guess what's going to happen Saturday morning or Sunday morning? We're all going to the shop and we are all going to wash the trailer. We're going to scrub it. We're going to clean the tires and wheels and we're going to clean the truck and we're going to scrub it good and we're going to clean out the truck. And there may be times you're going to be polishing tanks. Boy, see, the boys love that. See, I thought that would be a good family activity. <laughs> I really did. I mean, that's some serious bonding time, you know? Like, you watch TV and the dad bonds with the kid while they're oh, washing yeah. the car. I yeah. thought, hell, I've got this figured out. Polishing tanks is not the way to bond with your children. Let me just tell you that. Especially if they um, like to exercise their thumbs. Video games... Tanks and yeah, they Facebook. they all all win over polishing tanks and scrubbing big trucks. But I'm gonna tell you something, guys. If you're an <laughs> owner operator, that's saving you a hundred dollars a week. So that's you know saving money, same as making money. So <laughs> put them kids with a scrub brush and a pressure washer, water hose, whatever you need to do, save that money. Put them little hands to work. Let them know what a, what, it, what it takes to get a little sweat on their brow. It ain't going to hurt them. I promise you. I'd have been dead before I was old enough to drive. <laughs> but anyway, anyway um, you know, um, we talk about, you know, we, we're talking about dealing with a hard day of what it's like, you know, when we talk to the wife. But on the same thing, there's two sides to that coin. You know, she's going to have a bad day at work or whatever, you know. And you're going to be like, and just suck it up and listen to it, you know. Because <laughs> she's doing the same shit for you on the other end of that phone, you know. Or you she, hope she is anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can lay the phone down just say, yeah, uh-huh, every now and then. It's all good, you know. You're venting. It's all good. <laughs> but, but anyway, the... um. The point I'm trying to make is you're going to have to to work with them, too, because they're going to have crappy days. I mean, I don't care what you do. Every day in your job, you're going to run across some crappy days. You know, and, and I try to tell some of these guys that's worked here, you know, they're going to have a bad day. Well, they want to quit. You know, I don't care where you work. I don't care what you do, you know. I, I, I like to drink beer, you know, and I like to eat steak. But if my job was to drink beer all day long at a beer factory to make sure it tasted good or eat steak, you're going to have a shitty day. Like one day the can's not going to open right maybe, or maybe the beer's a little too warm that day, or maybe the steak's not very good. Maybe it's got some gristle in it. You know, there's, there's always going to be a bad day, you know, and, and truck drivers want to hop from job to job over nothing. You know, well, I had to sit three hours and get loaded. I'm going to work for so-and-so. Well, guess what? I guarantee you all their loads don't come off with a hitch either because the trucking company cannot control these these sorry-ass people that's working on them docks. They can't control. They can't make them load or make them unload or, or stick to their appointment times. All they can do is the best they can by what they're told, you know, and these guys don't understand that. But anyway, we're going to cover all this crap. I'm telling you, we're going to take this whole trucking deal Full circle, you know, but sticking to the topic at hand, you're not there eye to eye to talk to that person. So it's very important. You know, you talk about their day, they talk about your day. Both of y'all get to bitch for a little while about the days and everybody's happy. You know, we're, we're blessed right now. We're, we're very, very lucky. You know, one of my best friends, Foot, who was on episode three, 
you know, he grew up his dad trucking and he grew up in the truck with his dad, you know, and he's told me stories about the days back when they'd have to call on a payphone and talk, you know, and, and his mom would call a truck stop and talk to his dad or his dad would call her, you know, gosh, guys, we are lucky. Like right now you can be driving down the road and you can call your wife or significant other. And when iPhone come out with a FaceTime, God, dude, that's a blessing right there. Just to dial my wife and her be laying there in the bed fixing the doze off and me get to see her, you know, for 30, 45 seconds, a minute, however long you talk. Like, dude, we're blessed to have that technology. We really are. You know, or, or to call and, and both the kids be sitting there and you get to at least look at them, you know. Like, uh, Foot's dad, he was known as Happy Jack, you know, that had to be hard on him, you know, to leave and not see his two boys or his daughter all week long, you know, or maybe one of them gets hurt or sick, you know, just sometimes just looking at them makes you feel better because you see they're okay, you know, so, so I think we are very blessed with the technology we have. We are, and, you know, think about how many drivers are away during holidays or Christmas. That's a big benefit, but... I will say, um, all in all, if you're other um, and you sit down, talk about this, you make this decision, this is what you want to do, um, I think you need to also talk about your relationship. And if you both honestly promise and, and promise yourself that you're going to put 110% into it and you're really going to try every effort on your part i think you both will benefit um try some understanding a little bit of compromise it gets down to very much the basics of a relationship a relationship even with you know like clay was talking about a while ago your company you know that's something they'll talk about later but any relationship is all the same it's communication it's compromise um it's actually genuinely caring well, guys, that's going to be about um, all the time that we're allotted in a podcast. So um, any tips, questions, comments, anything like that, if you guys want to shoot me an email, the real deal truth about trucking, all one big old fat long word at gmail.com, the real deal truth about trucking at gmail.com, shoot me an email and uh you know, if you've got anything you want to comment on or talk about or things you'd like to hear us talk about or some questions, we would be very, very happy to uh, to answer anything like that. And we're going to cover the whole circle. And we're going to step on a lot of toes when we do this. You know, like I'm going to crunch down on some brokers. And I'm actually going to have some brokers come in here as well as dock workers, um, some lumpers. I mean, we are going to cover the whole entire circle. I'm going to walk from my beginning journey as a hotshot all the way to owning a company and managing drivers and adding fleet, you know, trucks on and stuff like that. It's it's going to be pretty good. So I hope you guys, if you like it, be sure to subscribe and keep up with our podcast because we are going to go through the whole entire thing, the real deal truth about trucking. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you, Shiloh, for joining in. And hopefully you guys picked up a few things and can kind of see the woman side of it. Y'all have a great week.